We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's March 19th, it's 2021, and we have 10 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, not too bad. We'll see how things are when this podcast ends. I'm currently winning like 15 grand on Super Draft right now, but I have a feeling that I'm going to end up losing money by the time this podcast is over. Yeah, I have I have no idea um, how my night's going to end up. Um, I forgot to change my dummy lineup. Um, so we'll see. Like, I didn't change my lineup from, like, in, like 1.30, 2 o'clock. So it ended up having Moses Brown in it. Luckily, he got, like, a little bit of garbage time <laughs> at the very end. Um, but the rest of the team is, like, is really good. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. We'll have to kind of see um, how it kind of works out. We are brought to you guys by Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys haven't checked them out, um, do it. Use promo code GRINDERS. Uh, they have an awesome Monkey Mania challenge going on. If you're listening to the podcast in the morning or the night before, then you could still get in it. The March Mania starts today, Friday. Like whoever started this tournament on a Friday, um, just not used to the tournament starting on a Friday. But hey, we're going to get some Friday college basketball and um Grant, did you fill out your bracket yet? Yeah, I did the Monkey Knife Fight one on Grinders Live today, and then DraftKings is having this – the sportsbook is having this big tournament, so I'm probably filling out 20 in the morning. So we'll see. I'm, I'm just waiting to see how many people end up going in there. Right now they're losing a million dollars, but by the time it gets closer to the game starting, they could could not be losing a million dollars. Now, I have a question. Do you have, like, a sleeper that you like, or are you just kind of filling it out as um, pretty chalky from what everybody else is doing? I mean, Creighton, based on almost no knowledge. Um, I guess that's my sleeper, based on no knowledge. Yeah. Um, I'm with you as far as, like, the no knowledge thing goes. I always pick Florida 
to go sweet 16 um i'm a i'm a gator so like that's never going to change so the years that they they make runs and nobody has them are the years that like my bracket usually does pretty good and i think i got florida in the elite eight in the Boom! First bracket i did and just for you and just for cam there you go well me and uh, me and Cam would be extremely happy if that happens. Um, I highly doubt it happens, but hey, you never know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I will have the link in the podcast description. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, all kinds of awesome stuff. The top 25 finishers will get um, RG Premium. And if for some reason um, my mind like took it down, um, then... Uh, you know, I, somebody else would win it because, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not taking it down. Um, I will say, like my other one is San Diego State. I have them run into the Elite Eight, so I've got them really in the well. Final Four in one of my brackets. There you go. So I know I actually the Monkey Knife Fight one. I did the Final Four for them. So I have Gonzaga and Baylor. But um, again, I didn't do a ton of research. I did it off of. Just kind of making it. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, you'll definitely beat me. So take advantage of that. It looks, I was trying to see like if there's a count and it looks like there's 279 people. So you don't have to beat a ton of people to get RG premium. So Grant, we're here to talk some NBA. We got 10 games to get through. Uh, we do have five teams on a back-to-back. So that's always fun. But we start with Sacramento at Boston. 235 total. Boston favored by seven and a half. Bagley's out. Tristan Thompson's out. What do we like here for the Kings? I mean, Fox has put up 30 actual points and what, or average 30 actual points over the last five games. He's putting up close to 50, 60 in every single game. His price tag's about where it should be at 9.1K, and this isn't the easiest matchup in the world versus Boston. But I think that he's a decent bring back. Um, Sean Holmes, like, he didn't get a ton of run the last game, but he's probably going to get high 30s minutes. His price tag has come up to 7,100 which I feel like is adjusted to about where it should be. Um, but he definitely offers some upside. I don't mind, like, most of the guys I'm looking at here are tournament players, like Holmes, Fox, like tournament plays to be played in a game stack, hoping that this game ends up staying close. Um, without Bagley in there, if Holmes doesn't play 40 minutes, you have to assume that Bielitsa or Whiteside are going to get some run, and both are 4-3 and 4K. So I don't mind them. Hal Burton is the guy that I think is just – straight up a little bit too cheap. Uh, his minutes are coming back up, and I think he could be in the mid-30s. I could see them giving him a little bit more run without Bagley in there. So Halberton, I think, is a guy that you can play in tournaments, hoping that he's going to play 30-plus minutes. Uh, he's the one guy that I would probably really want to play on his own outside of a game stack, but game stack, Fox and Holmes are both fine. Buddy and Barnes are always fine guys to throw in, but Holmes and Fox are main targets in game stacks, and Halberton I'll use regardless. Yeah, like when you're looking at the the Kings, um, you know, obviously you got to be a little excited about Halliburton getting that 32-minute mark last game against Washington. Um, so 5,700, he's certainly a guy that has a ceiling. Um, Holmes is a guy that has shown a little bit of ceiling here recently as well. But overall, I, I think like Barnes and Fox are, are super interesting tournament options. And Whiteside being back – hurts homes a little bit but i don't know how much it hurts um in general so uh what do you like here for boston for boston i mean i'll probably play image pretty much anyway. i mean sacramento has been one of the fastest paced teams recently they're still by far the worst defensive team 
Um, I know that they have everyone healthy. Kemba seems a little bit too low priced at 6,700 considering the matchup. Like it's Sacramento. He can crush here. Brown can do all right. Tatum at 8.9 K. Like, I don't know why these guys, all these guys price tags are dropping. Like Tatum was 9,500 not too long ago. And I think the slate, like there's a little bit of underpricing all over the place, but this just seems like drastic underpricing considering the matchup. So if this game stays close, I like, I like game stacks. That's why I mentioned Holmes and mentioned Fox. Like this is a perfect game to stack because I think it's going to be fairly high scoring And Boston. If Sacramento can keep up, Boston's going to put up a boatload of points. Um, Williams, I'm worried about his minutes. It's a great spot for him. He did get 27 in the last matchup. But I don't know if that'll end up happening again in his price tags where it should be. But Tatum and Walker, by far the two top plays over on the Celtics and should end up crushing these price tags. And Brown is always a guy that I'm fine with. He just he, – he can put up a dud every once in a while. But this is the abs- absolutely the matchup where he can put a 50. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Walker put up 40 and both Brown and Tatum put up 50. That's how good of a spot this is. Yeah, like, Tice had some foul trouble the other night. Um against Cleveland it was just a really really bad game for him at 4400 I think you could definitely go back to the well on him uh you mentioned Robert Williams you know I I think Williams is someone you could definitely look at in tournaments 5800 he's gone over 40 fantasy points in two of the last three games we know Tristan Thompson's out so if this game stays close Kimba could crush at 6700 Tatum and Brown have ceiling Marcus Smart has uh, some upside at 5300 so a lot of options for Boston if you're expecting the Kings to keep this one close. San Antonio at Cleveland, no total in this game. LaMarcus Aldridge, DeRozan out. Dova, Drummond, Love, Prince out. Um, what do you like here for the Spurs? I know Murray has been a little bit up or down recently, but I think he has a decent amount of upside. He's 7,300, which without DeRozan and LMA on the floor, he can always give you a big up game i know that cleveland runs at a little bit slower pace which he can crush even in slower pace games murray is a great tournament play Pirtle, i feel like this is a great spot for him put up over 40 points in each of the last two games he's priced at 6100 they haven't really raised his price tag too much and that first game versus detroit of the last two like he just didn't get run because it was a little bit of a, he got injured i think he got into a little bit of foul trouble no it was he went to the locker room and then didn't come back and then it was a blowout and then the game versus philly it was a blowout so he's going to probably play low 30s mid 30s minutes without all with these guys out and i don't think many people are going to be on him um outside of that white kelton johnson both of them are always in play for tournaments but i think the top targets here are Dejounte murray and Pirtle, and i don't think many people are going to be on him yeah, Potal 6,100 against Cleveland, you know, getting plenty of minutes right now. I think he is certainly someone you could potentially look at. Murray, like you said, he's up and down. Um, if you get the the upside game, he, he certainly could pay off this price tag. White's 5,500, don't hate it. Um, Keldon Johnson, 5K, 31 minutes and 32 minutes in the last two games. Um, this is, I think, the spot that I want to jump on, Keldon Johnson. Um, hesitant lately with the minutes and everything coming back. Um, I think this is the spot like he, he has a massive game here. So he's one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, what do you like here for Cleveland? Not a ton. I mean, it's a decent matchup going up against San Antonio, but like Sexton would probably be my favorite guy. He's had some big games. He's had some duds, but he's definitely like, you look at his game log over the last six games, 
45, 29, 18, 29, 57, 57, 43. Like he's been all over the board. And so they really haven't changed his price tag too much after, um, after this stretch. And so Sexton, I feel like is the obvious guy, Jared Allen, like all guys still out. He could end up seeing extended minutes, but he just hasn't been producing and his price tags too high considering how he's been playing recently. Garland's always a tournament play and should play high thirties minutes, but not a guy I want to use. I don't think I'm using Nance, even though he's getting a boatload of minutes. Like he's, he is too cheap though. Like, like, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with this rotation. If they're going to end up still rolling out Sexton, Allen, Nance and Garland for 40 minutes. Like, I think, most of these guys are in for a game stack, but Sexton is a good play regardless. Probably Nance too cheap, although it all depends on what Warrior the Warriors end up doing and the value that ends up going there. It's going to be a real stars and scrub slate because of that. But Sexton play regardless. Nance in play regardless. Probably staying away from Allen and then Garland's in play for tournaments. I really like the price of Nance. Um, you know, we we're kind of hesitant with the minutes, but 37, 38 minutes in the last two games, he's going to play a ton of minutes. He's back to normal minutes. I, I think he's someone that is probably way underpriced here. Um, so really like Larry Nance. Love that call. Um, you know, Garland Sexton, these guys are fine. Moving on, we got Utah at Toronto. 229 and a half total here. Utah favored by five and a half. It is a back-to-back for the Jazz. Um, yeah, like Mike Conley should be back here. We'll have to see, but um, it is the second end of a back-to-back. So, um, And then Toronto, they're pretty healthy right now. Let's start with Utah. Second end of a back-to-back. The, the Jingles did his thing. Um, but uh, don't point Chase here if Mike Conley is going to play. Yeah, if Mike Conley ends up playing, then I'm probably just off this entire game. Conley's out, then I think you can play Clarkson. I think you can play Jingles, and Jingles is a good play. I think you can play Mitchell, but if Conley's in, which I'm expecting him to be in on the second of a back-to-back, none of these guys really make the cut. There's a lot of good plays here. There's going to be a lot of value plays on the slate. So I don't really see any of these guys making the mold. It's matchup versus Toronto, who have been atrocious recently, but with getting all their guys back, even if they don't get full run, um, it's still like it's still a spot where none of these guys are priced cheap enough for me really to want to play them. So I'm off the jazz as of right now, unless Conley ends up getting ruled out and then jingles and Clarkson and Mitchell are all in play. But outside jingles, none of them stand out as a great play. I think the only guy that I have any remote interest in this game in general is Siakam. And it's just more of he's 7,100. He played 30 minutes in his return Van Vliet at 7,800. He's kind of still priced where he was. Um, Lowry's priced up and Powell is priced up. Like everybody getting healthy for Toronto is just kind of like, all right, well, all these guys are way too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any interest in Toronto at all with everyone out there and with the prices still being too high on Powell and Lowry. Like Siakam's fine, but I'm, you're not paying 7K for Boucher. You're not playing 7.5K for Powell. You're not paying 8.4K for Lowry with all these guys back going up against one of the toughest matchups on the board. Yep. Um, Indiana at Miami, 215.5 total. Miami favored by 4.5. Um, Lamb is questionable. Samson's questionable. Warren's out. Ariza's out. Bradley and Iggy are both questionable for Miami. Uh, what do you like here for the Pacers? It's probably 
just a bonus for me. I mean, the dude's been dude has over what 10 assists in four of the last five games. He's put up two tri- or three triple doubles over the last five games. He's doing everything right now. He's facilitating this offense a ton. Like he's getting everything done. He has had one bad game over that span, but realistically, like we always worried about, we always said it's a bonus, like not really the highest ceiling in the world with what he's doing, like facilitating in this offense. He now has a pretty decent ceiling. He's playing a boatload of minutes in any game that ends up staying close. Like, Sabonis is the only guy I really want here. Brogdon's production's dropped down, especially Levert being in there, dropped down his production quite a bit. Turner is just not getting enough minutes when he really want to play. He always offers a little bit of upside, but I don't know if I want to go with him against a tough Miami team. McConnell, his minutes have dropped, so he's not really worth 5.2K unless someone gets ruled out. Like Sabonis is the only real viable option over on Indy right now, and he's actually a pretty darn good one. Just in general, this whole game is just like, all right. Like it's one of the slower paced game on the slate. It's defensive, uh, you know, a defensive game, and it has the lowest total that we have right now. But I wouldn't be shocked if this is the game that has the lowest total on the slate. I just. Can't get excited about playing either side of this game. Yeah, Sabonis has been absolutely crushing, but look at like his big games. It's been, you know, against efficient, fast-paced teams. And, you know, Miami's an efficient team, but they're such a slow-paced team. Um, I just – I don't like either side of this game, Grant. Like, you know, I think you could take shots on Sabonis. I think with everybody back, Jimmy Butler's too expensive. Like, uh, I'm probably going to pass on this one. Yeah, I still don't hate taking a shot on Butler, but I don't know if it's the right slit with this many games. So I, I do like Sabonis, but that that's really it. Uh, anything on Miami or no? No, I mean, like I said, Butler I'm still fine with, but nothing else unless someone gets ruled out. Detroit at Houston. No total, but Houston is favored by one and a half. Um, Diallo's out. Ellington's out. Hayes is out. Magruder's out. Okafor's out. And then on the Houston side, Exum's out. Gordon's out. Um, Macklemore's questionable. Nwaba is out. Tucker is out. And Wall is questionable. Oh, yeah, I need a drink of water after all that. Um, what do we like here for the Pistons? The Pistons matchup versus Houston. Playing at fast pace. Not great defensively. I like Jeremy Grant. Like Jeremy Grant, I know that he's not been great the last few games, but I feel like a matchup versus the Pistons the per- or versus uh, the Rockets is a perfect spot for him to get right. Like 7,200, probably a little bit of a cheap price tag. He's had a decent usage recently. He just hasn't been shooting great, and he's had a few off games after putting up a few big games. So I want to use him quite a bit. DeLon Wright is getting a boatload of minutes pretty much every single game. I think that he's very much in play. Plumley. They're just, they just seem to be dropping down his minutes and trying to get Stewart some more runs. So I'm not playing Plumley, but Stewart is an interesting option at 4K. He's been right around 20 to 25 minutes over the last four games. He can do pretty well on a per-minute basis. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they start at some point soon here, giving him a decent amount of run, 23 and 25 minutes over the last two games. He can get it done while he's in the game. This guy is talented, and he can end up getting a double-double in almost any given game match versus Houston with not a lot of great bigs so is a perfect spot for him 
to get a double-double, especially considering that he's coming off the bench and going up against the second year guys for Houston. I think Stewart is a pretty sneaky GPP play that I don't think many people are going to be on considering all the value on Golden State, but he can end up getting you 25, 35 points realistically. And especially if Plumlee gets into foul trouble, then he could definitely get some extended run. Yeah, um, I don't hate that call. I, you know me, I'm always down for cheap, you know, tournament plays. So I, I really do like to call on Stewart. You know, I don't think DSJ is going to play enough, but I think DSJ plays enough to potentially hurt Wright. But, you know, you look at the last game and Wright played 38 minutes and had a stellar game. So I don't hate it. And of course you like Grant. Like, there, like it was, it was minus a thousand that you'd like Grant because you are Grant. Um, yeah, no, and he's destroyed me the last few games, but I pretty much play him a ton on every given slate. <laughs> uh, what do you like here for Houston? I mean, it all depends on if Wall ends up coming back. If Wall's back, then I'm not really sure I want to play anyone. Like they'll have enough, have enough mouths to feed. Um, Wood, I can't trust his minutes. Oladipo's probably a little bit too high priced. Kevin Porter Jr., I'm not expecting to get the same run he's been getting if Wall ends up coming back. So he's a little bit overpriced at 7.2K if he's only going to get 30-some-odd minutes, low 30s minutes. I don't think it's the right price tag. Tate, he'll have a lot of his production eaten into, and I don't expect him to have another big game like he had versus Atlanta because they'll have enough guys. Martin Jr., I wouldn't be surprised if he got his minutes cut down a little bit. So it all depends on the wall news. If wall's out, then I think you can take a shot on Kevin Porter Jr. I think that he's still a little bit underpriced considering he should end up playing high 30s minutes, even with Wood in there. Um, but it all kind of depends on the John Wall news. And I, I mean, you don't think Christian Wood's going to get 30 minutes, do you? <laughs> I don't know. He played 26 coming back. Um, it was an ankle injury, so... And he was ready a few days before they like brought him back. So I would not be shocked if he plays more than 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. He's still probably priced about where he should be. I mean, before he got I don't injured. See a, yeah. I don't see a ceiling at the price with, yeah. with all the question marks. Yeah. So if wall plays, I'm pretty much out on everyone. If wall's out, you can take a shot on Porter or Oladipo. Yeah, I think that's it's kind of where I'm at too. Um, because Porter's just at 7,200, you need you know some guys to be out um, for him to get the usage, and Wall needs to be out. Oladipo, he's not going to hurt him as much. So um, yeah, Brooklyn at Orlando, no total in this one, but Brooklyn is favored by eight. Can't, Kevin Durant's out, Blake Griffin's out, um, and then on the Orlando Magic side. It's a it's a back to back for them, so we don't have injury news. But like Terrence Ross tried to play, and he got ruled out like pregame warmups. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with Aaron Gordon and Fournier as far as like a a back to back. Like Fournier was I guess like going... that Gordon sits. Like I'm guessing Gordon sits. If Ross is good to go, I wouldn't be surprised if they sit uh, Fournier. But, I mean, it's all pure speculation. But I really doubt that they end up playing Gordon on the second of a back-to-back. I just – I don't know. The Magic are 
like a straight up question mark until we start getting some news. Um, what are your thoughts here on Brooklyn? Um, Harden triple double in five of his last six games can over averaging over 60 in that span. It's pretty much just James Harden for me. I mean, you can take a shot on Kyrie pretty much any given time, but I'm not playing DeAndre Jordan. I'm not playing any of these other ancillary guys. It's strictly James Harden, which is going to be, I'm guessing he's going to be moderately chalky because you have a whole bunch of money, a whole bunch of value potentially in the golden state game. But do you think people jump off of him because Kyrie is supposed to be back? I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. I mean, I know that Kyrie's back, but like he's still gotten triple doubles in what the last four games he's played with Kyrie. No, I don't. Last... I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, like that. That's the only thing. I I, I would wonder if like his ownership's down a little bit just because Kyrie's going to be in this game. <sighs> I mean, it is a slower-paced matchup. Orlando's not great defensively, but Harden's just been doing everything. Like, the only reason – like, you're going to have – the main thing is the slate as a whole. Golden State is going to offer so many three-and-a-half, 4K guys. There's a few other spots where you can play some 4K guys. So, I think it's going to be an extreme stars and scrub build. And I think a lot of people are going to have both Luka and uh, James Harden in the same lineup. I mean, you look at all the other spend-ups and – it's like there's a ton of them, but none of them are great. Like Jokic, he's in a pretty good spot. Vooch is all right. Um, Lillard is still way priced up. Maybe McCollman ends up staying on the second of a back to back, but they are on the second of a back to back. Like Town's second of a back to back. Butler is not as great considering the uh, situation with Bam coming back in here. He's a little overpriced. Like you look at the guys you want to play up top with how much value there is. Luca, Harden, and Jokic are the three that stand off the page immediately. And Joker has been good recently. He hasn't been great. Harden's been great. And Luca has been a little consistent, but it's a good matchup. So I'm expecting Luca to be the top owned guy and probably Harden the second. I could be off here. It is the night before and things can change. But that's kind of my read on it right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like when you're looking at this matchup overall. I think I think Harden could smash here, or I think Brooklyn could run Orlando out of the gym if some of these guys are out for Orlando. So, like, if I'm playing Harden, probably running it back with Vooch. It's a matchup against Brooklyn. He gets the Brooklyn bump. Um, he's averaging 58 fantasy points in two meetings against this team already this season. Like, Vooch should crush in this spot. I know it's a back-to-back, but he should crush in this spot. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely should. I mean, it's centers versus Brooklyn and like I said you probably can fit both of them into your lineup fairly easily um outside of Vooch I'm kind of waiting on the news like Gordon on the second of back to back again I don't think he's going to play he put up he played 31 minutes last night so if he does end up playing I think 6500 is a little too cheap if he's gonna play low 30s minutes if Ross plays and Gordon and Fournier are out I think Ross is a fantastic play if Fournier plays and Ross doesn't, then I think Fournier is a fantastic play. It all just kind of depends. And then, I mean, if you're really looking for some value, we could see Aminio do some stuff depending on the injuries. He'll get mid-20s minutes. Like, it all depends on who ends up playing, but you're going to probably have a few guys in this game that you can use 
um, based on who's going to be in the game because it's going to be a very high-scoring game against Brooklyn. It's going to be a fast-paced game or pace-up spot for Orlando. It's just we can't really break it down. If everyone plays, then it's just Vooch. But if Gordon or Fournier or Ross, any of these guys end up missing, it gives a big bump to a few other guys. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Randall, if Michael Carter-Williams is out again, is probably going to play 30 minutes. He could easily do nothing with it. He's 3,400. I just wanted to mention him. Yeah, it's a match versus Brooklyn, so the nothing is a little bit more valuable versus Brooklyn. It is a little bit more of something. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving right along here, we got Golden State at Memphis, the game that everybody's been waiting for us to talk about. No total in this game, but Memphis is favored by nine. Chris is out. Curry's doubtful. Uber is doubtful. Pascal's out. Wiseman's out. And on the Memphis side, Triple J is out. Let's start with Golden State. This is where everybody is going to be looking for their value on the slate. Wiggins is 6K. Draymond Green is 6,700. Everybody else for this team is under 4,500. Um, Kent Bazemore is probably going to be the highest owned player on the slate at 3,400. Yep. Bazemore, Poole, maybe Damian Lee. Wiggins I don't think green is like green's a fine play but I don't think he's a great play like he'll probably facilitate a little bit but I think not having Uber in there and not having Curry in there may actually end up hurting him more than helping him like there's going to be a bunch of usage to go around it's not a bad matchup Wiggins Pool, Baysmore Lee just take your pick of which one if we don't get news about the starting lineup prior to lock which I guess locks only a half hour beforehand so I'm assuming we will, but like whoever's starting, play them. They're all cheap. Play several Warriors. Play at least two Warriors, I think, in every lineup. My preference would probably be Baysmore followed by Poole, followed by Wiggins, followed by Lee. If Lee ends up getting into the starting lineup, probably expect him to do more. Um, but like points have to be scored. Draymond's probably not getting more than 15 points in the spot. So I, their implied total is probably going to be around 105 because of the pace. Um, so you have to assume that's going to be spread out between Wiggins, Poole, Bazemore, Lee, Toscano, Anderson. Like all these guys are going to get some run. All these guys are going to get some points. Like you just have to pick your poison. Yeah, like – Obviously, you could look at the starting lineup and kind of guess. I, you know, we we were chatting about it before we got started, trying to guess what we'd be potentially looking at. Well, we we came up with what Pool, Wiggins, Baysmore, Green, Looney. I think is what we talked about um, before we got started. So that, that's what I think we see. Um, don't I think this is the spot you don't want to forget about, like Nico Manon. Um, I think he could have a big game here. And like Tuscano Anderson is someone that could potentially get minutes. And when we've seen when he gets minutes, he's really good. But Nico um, Mannion is the guy that like the rookie on this team that was already getting, you know, solid run recently and could really see a huge uptick here um, for Golden State with uh, Curry and um, Ubre out. Let's go to the Memphis side. What are we looking at here for the Grizz? And Morant just keeps having rough games. Like, I think Valentinus is in a good spot here. Again, we're always worried about the Mints. We're always worried about a blowout here. Uh, but he's a guy that offers you 50 points, 60 point upside in any given matchup. 
Grant, like, I feel like this is the spot where he turns around. He's had a rough run after crushing for a while. And his price tag has dropped down, back down to 7,600. He hasn't been shooting great in a matchup versus Golden State with all those guys off the floor. Pace up matchup. He could end up getting a double-double here and end up scoring 30 points. Like, his production has gone down so much. And I don't fully understand why. Maybe it's the fact they played Miami and Phoenix in Denver, like a slower pace team. So I think an up pace matchup here is perfect for him because the games where he did really well was against Washington, Milwaukee, Washington. So like he does better in pace up spots. I think that he's a good guy to throw in, especially if you're throwing in multiple golden state players, hoping that the game ends up staying close outside of him and Valanchunas in some tournaments. I'm not really sold on anyone. Dylan Brooks is too inconsistent. Winslow is not getting enough minutes. No one's really getting enough minutes. The rotation's too deep, so it's pretty much Morant and Valanciunas for me, and that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I The thing here, when you're looking at this team the most, is just thinking, like, everybody's playing Golden State on the slate. So where am I playing on the Memphis side? And I think Morant, he could have a monster game here just because – there's nobody that can really guard him. And Valanciunas, there's just not a bunch of big guys. So I think overall, looking at this game, I definitely want to get some exposure here to the Memphis guys just because I'm going to be playing two, three, four Golden State players in this slate. So Chicago at Denver, 229 total here. Uh, Denver favored by six and a half. Dotson and Temple remain out. Harris and Morris remain out for Denver. What do you like here for Chicago? Levine. Levine and then Sadoransky's too cheap. The rest of the people in the rotation probably aren't getting enough minutes. Markin's fine. Like, he's getting low 30s minutes. He's taking 10, 15 shots a game, but his price tag is good, but it's in comparison to the rest of the slate. I don't know if he makes the cut. Is a problem. Like, Levine's the guy that's giving you a 50-point ceiling. Sadoransky's the guy that you can pivot off of the other very high-owned shot. Coving, he has one of his ceiling games and puts up 35 points but he's getting the minutes he can absolutely get it done he can luck into a few steals luck into a few extra shots so it's pretty much just Sadoransky and Levine for me yeah I, I think that's kind of it like Sadoransky's price is slowly going up um he could be like a, a forgotten piece on this slate just because there's so much golden state value so I think that's what makes him, you know, somewhat interesting on this one. So I like Sanarinsky, uh, like Zach Levine, if you're, you know, going for Jokic, like trying to get those ceiling game back to back on both sides, I think is definitely in play. Uh, let's talk about Denver. Jokic, 77 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. Um, what do you like here? Yeah, Jokic, like he's one of the top spend ups on the slate where I talked about. It's basically Harden, him, and Luca. And I'm not really sure which one I want to end up going with. Obviously, match for Chicago is a good one. He did crush last time. It's a fast-paced matchup. Yeah, but pretty much with with Denver, it's always the same sort of guys. I know that Barton has been doing pretty well recently and playing a boatload of minutes. But it's Murray, MPJ, and Jokic, maybe Barton if you really want to. But Murray, his price is coming back down a bit and kept coming down after his massive outburst. And he's just kind of gotten a little quiet recently. Had a decent game versus Charlotte the other night and shot pretty well. Got yanked because it was a blowout. If he would have gotten full run for that game and gotten this extra seven, eight minutes, 
then he probably would have ended up with over 50. So I think that Murray is in play for tournaments. Jokic is obviously the top option, but Murray, MPJ, and Barton are all in play. I'm not playing anyone outside of that. All right. Um, like, I, I think Jokic is the guy. Um, like, I'm not going to argue with playing Murray or any of those other guys, but I think Jokic, this is a spot to play the Joker. Um, he, he should be able to put up a monster here against Chicago. And he's coming off of a really kind of ugly game, but it wasn't ugly, Grant. It was like a triple-double, and, like, he just didn't get his extra, like, six, seven, eight minutes because they were blowing Charlotte out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much Joker has just been fantastic uh, pretty much all season long. But it's it's figuring out if you want to play Joker or if you want to play Luca or if you want to play Harden. Dallas at Portland. Uh, 234 total. Dallas favored by three. Willie Collins Stein's out. Finney Smith is out. Johnson's out. Uh, Portland's on a back-to-back. It'd be really interesting to see if they run CJ McCollum on the second end of a back-to-back or not. Um, what do you like here for Dallas? Luca, that's it. Like Porzingis is fine. I'm not playing anyone else. I get it as a matchup versus Portland, but this slate has far too many cheap options to consider Brunson or Cleaver or Hardaway Jr. or Richardson. Like there's just far too many other good cheap options. And so Porzingis, like he can put up a pretty big outing at any given time, but it's 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 just Luca. Like the slate doesn't call for any of these other ancillary guys. Yeah. Um, Luca's always the guy. I think Porzingis is getting to that price. It, he's really like close. Um, really close. I, I think he is. I don't know, man. He's. He, I want him to come down a little bit more. I want to be greedy. I want him to have like one more bad game. You know, come back Monday or Tuesday whenever he's on the slate and get him at like seventy five hundred. Um, Luca's the guy. I think Richardson plays an extra couple minutes here. He played 39 minutes the other night. He's 5,200. He would be a low-owned option if you, like, end up in that range. I don't hate Josh Richardson in this one. Um, Portland side of things, what do you like here for the Trailblazers? I don't really want anyone like Dame, like I said. Dame, if you want to play Dame, that's fine, especially if McCollum ends up missing. Dame can put up 50 points. Like, I just prefer, in order, probably, Luka, Joker, Harden, Actually, I don't. I, I don't have a real pick between any of those. It's just whichever one I can afford, since they're a few hundred dollars apart. But Dame is just fine. I don't. I don't really want to play him. Like he he's had a few decent outings recently with McCollum back, but he's shot out of his mind. He shot fifty percent from beyond the arc and sixty percent from the field the last two games. Got the double double bonus. He's he's been playing great, and a match versus Dallas is not a bad one, but. I don't, I just don't want him as much as the other guys. Like that's that's pretty much it. Cantor doesn't make the cut. Not producing a ton lately. It, I, I just can't find a reason to play anyone. Maybe Mello, if you really wanted to, like fifty two hundred. You mentioned Richardson on the other side around that price range. I think I prefer Mello, um, especially if McCollum doesn't end up playing. I think Mello could come into the mold if you need someone in the low five k. But realistically, I'm probably fading Portland. Yeah, I think uh, I took a stand on Lillard yesterday. Um, he's not killing me yet. Like, he's having a really solid game. He has 36 fantasy points. But 
I, I don't think I think my stand on him is going to be right. Um, I don't want to jinx it though, so I'm not going to like talk about it. I don't need him to do anything, so please don't jinx it. Yeah. So um, Lillard's a guy that could always have monster games. I, I think like you're going to have to see what happens with CJ McCollum here. Um, yeah. Um, moving on to the final game, it's Minnesota Phoenix. Hey, Grant, it's the same game um, that is currently happening as we're recording the podcast right now. Um, it's a back-to-back. It's a two thirty-one total. Phoenix is favored by eleven. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, I would guess that we would see pretty much the same guys in and out. Um, what do you think for Minnesota here? Well, this game is going wild right now. Um, I got a game stack that's bringing up the rear with Cat Edwards, Booker, and Paul. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much same thing that I'm going that I said about today's game, and pretty much the same thing that's actually happening. Like Edwards is playing a boatload of minutes, Towns is playing a boatload of minutes, and both of them are the only producers there. Rubio is fine; he had his big outing the other night, but not worth it. I don't want anyone else on Minnesota outside of Towns and Edwards. Like Edwards is by far my favorite play, and I think he's a fantastic play just because he's shooting so much every single game, but. Yeah, it's Towns and it's Edwards. Yeah, it's Towns and Booker. Like, it's the same two guys I liked yesterday. Um, I think you can play Chris Paul if you want to. Towns and Booker. Um, yeah, Booker on the other side, too. Yeah, like, I, I have Booker um, on, you know, Thursday slate. I'm just kind of hoping he keeps doing his thing. But, yeah, those are the two guys I think. I think Booker's just too cheap. It's the same thing I said yesterday, and he's $100 less in a matchup against Minnesota. If the game stays close, Devin Booker should crush here. Yeah. Um, that's it, man. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here um, for the weekend. Oh, NASCAR weekend. Three races this weekend. Um, favorite play under 5K to go 7X? I'm going to treat uh, the Golden State game like Coors and leave it off. And I'm going to say Stewart. Right. Um, you can take Baysmore if you want. I'm going to take um, Baysmore. Sure. <laughs> I did. That was not? just cheating. So I, I didn't, I didn't want to felt dirty. It's fine. I'm going to take Baysmore. Um, so he'll probably not get there now over 8k to go under five X. Who's your bust? Wood. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to go Sabonis. Um, Slow matchup against Miami. It's more of just like the game, the game script and everything in this game more than it's Sabonis. He's a guy that usually can get 5X in most matchups. But uh, favorite 6X play, who do you got? Wiggins. Yeah, um, I can see that. It's hard. I'm gonna go Jokic. I think Jokic. I, I said him six x the other day, and he he like they like again. They he put up a triple double. It's just yeah, it was rough, but they just didn't play. Um, yeah, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? It's hard to know without all the injuries. I'll just say Jamal Murray. I like it. I don't know if Nico Mannion's gonna be chalky or not, but that's who I'm going with as my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, game selection, anything standing out to you on FanDuel or DraftKings today? Um, not really. Play Super Draft. They have an $8 GBP now. 
is or a seven dollar GPP that's pretty solid. There you go. I said I'd find a mid range tournament. Um, Fanduel has a NBA and one twenty five dollars single entry tournament uh, for today's slate. Looks really strong. Pays out twenty four percent of the field. Top ten's only getting twenty six percent. Min cash is two x. So I think this is a good mid range tournament. If you guys want to check that out, um, give them some love over there on Fanduel. Uh, favorite over under against the spread. Anything standing out to you? DK right now. Um... You can go. It's taking a little while to load. Um, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, this is tough. Um, you got one. I mean, I think the game that stands out to me the most is probably like the Denver Chicago game. Probably going over two twenty nine. Uh, that would be the one. If that game stays close and competitive, I think it goes over. I'm going the Pistons plus two and a half. All right. I like it. That that line's already, that line's moved a lot. It opened at Houston minus one and a half. So there you go. Yeah. I like it. You need John Walton not to play. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of banking on. Even though I may just purposely not give him run the fourth to make sure they lose. There you go. Uh, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Pay attention to that Golden State starting lineup and pay attention to injuries tomorrow because of all the back-to-backs. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy. We got a ton of stuff. We got college basketball. We got NASCAR. We got NBA, NHL, a ton of sports going on right now. It's a great weekend to be a sports fan. We'll be back on Monday talking some more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.